Today's gospel reading will be from John 12, 12 to 16. Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. The next day, the great crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. As it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done to him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I shared with the confirmation class um, this past Thursday at Soup and Spirit that I hope that they will be more faithful than my generation has been. I hope they will lead not only the church but the world better than my generation has done. And I said, you're inheriting a mess. We're giving you a mess. But we have great hope for you and your leadership. We saw that on full display yesterday throughout the nation. We saw young people leading the nation to say, we want to build a better place, a better community, a safer community, a community that honors life. I was at Morristown at the March for Life, and um, I saw lots of Methodists there. It's part of our DNA as Methodists to pray and protest, to pray and work for a better world, to pray and invest in working towards the common good of all people. It was quite Amazing to me, some of you were there. We walked from Town Hall, the municipal building right across the street from King's on South Street, all the way down to the green, turned right, walked block, turned right on Durant, went down Durant, turned right on Elm, and walked back up to South Street. That took, I don't know, maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes. As we turned left onto South Street, the people walking towards the green, were still coming by the thousands. And we were passing each other and looking at each other and at each other's signs and cheering each other on, and it kept going. The crowd kept coming. It's estimated that there were 13,000 people in Morristown's March for Life yesterday. The imagery wasn't lost on me as we were beginning to prepare for Palm Sunday, when Jesus himself was in a procession coming into Jerusalem. Now, processions in Jerusalem were quite, uh, quite something to behold. When kings or military leaders would come in, they would come in on horses with the latest military technology and large forces of military might behind them and in front of them. They wanted to be noticed. 
Do you think that Jesus got into some trouble when the crowd was singing, Hosanna, save us. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Do you think if Caesar heard that, he would get a little bit upset? Or perhaps the governor? Or the religious leadership of the time? They were all threatened by this massive crowd of thousands of people who were pointing at Jesus and saying, He is the King of Israel. And that put into motion certain things that resulted in Jesus on the cross. The Gospel of John quotes Zechariah, who said, Don't be afraid, daughter of Zion. Your king comes on a donkey. Do you see the juxtaposition between a military processional on a horse that was probably an armed horse with armor on it, with a military man on top of that horse in armor with weapons, and Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey, his followers without weapons waving palm branches. The Gospel writer of John is saying to the Johannine community and to us, your king comes riding on a donkey. Your king is humble. Your king is not militant. Your king is not violent. Your king is not calling attention to himself. Christians, we who are followers of Jesus, are called to a similar stance, a humble way, a nonviolent way, a way that does not call attention to ourselves, but cares first and foremost for others. Jesus came into Jerusalem and did some significant things and taught some significant lessons and dropped some significant wisdom for those who had ears. In that last week, Jesus came to show us how to live, how to love, what to do, how to follow, Jesus came to show us who God really is. He washed his disciples' feet. He served them bread and the cup. He gave them a new commandment and said, Love one another as I have loved you, 
And by so doing, people will know that you are my disciples. He showed us what it is to pray together under duress and to be distracted and yet to keep coming back to prayer. He showed us what it's like to resist using violence, to take up the cross. I grew up in a United Methodist Church in New Jersey, and I always learned that what Jesus did on the cross was really to change God's mind about us. I have since learned that there have been theologians throughout the history of Christianity who have said what Jesus did on the cross was not to change God's mind about us. It was really to change our mind about God. For what we see done on the cross is we see God in Jesus Christ take the worst that humanity can give to God's greatest gift and respond with love not with retribution, not with vitriol, not with anger or violence, but to respond with love and ultimately to respond with life. In that is our salvation. As has become a ritual of ours recently in the last few years, we will form a, a circle at the end of our service around the outside of our sanctuary. And we will pass the cross. We will carry the cross around and invite people, if they wish, to touch the cross and to let something go. Good religion gives us opportunities and rituals to let go of the stuff that weighs us down, that yanks us around, that hinders us from standing up and moving forward. Perhaps there's something of us that has been offended that we need to let go of and put it on the cross of Christ. Perhaps there's something in us that feels bad about something we have said or done, and we need to let go of that and put it on the cross. Perhaps there's an old hurt that we carry around and we've been carrying it for years and it does us no good anymore. It keeps us in the past and stops us from moving into a future of hope. Maybe we need to, today, put that on the cross and let it go. Or perhaps there's something we've been trying to let go for years and this is another opportunity to try and let go again. 
Christ has come on a donkey into Jerusalem and wants to come into each of our hearts again and afresh to free us, to liberate us, so that we can take that part of Christ out into the world that so hungers and thirsts for what Christ brings. May it be so for you and for me and for the church of Jesus Christ. Amen.